Touched by Grace, the story of Mr. Rogers and journalist Tom Juno. Just as if, you know, I reached into a old jacket, you know, of, that I had 20 years ago and found that I had, you know, like the winning lottery ticket. But the thing is that I've gotten paid off in is in, you know, this vast reserve of love and kindness at a, at a time when love and kindness are, you know, in, in very, very short supply. So from Religion News Service, this is Beliefs. I'm Bill Baker. Tom Juno was assigned to write a profile for Esquire magazine on television icon Fred Rogers, and the two became close friends. That friendship became the subject of a movie about the remarkable inner journey Tom made as a result of this unexpected pairing. The film, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, starring Tom Hanks and Matthew Reese, opens in theaters this week. Tom, thank you for being with us. Well, thank you for having me on. Tom, this is an obvious question, but it's an interesting one. How has all of this, how has this movie, how, how, how did your story change your life? Well, I mean, my, my life has changed right now in that for the last, you know, two, two and a half months has consisted largely of speaking, thinking, and writing about, about Fred Rogers and sort of explaining his legacy and trying to kind of uh, spread his legacy, you know, by, by, you know, sharing the word about this movie. So, I mean, that, all of that, you know, kind of, you know, it's been, it's been a, um, an occasion for self-reflection as well. I mean, these questions of like how he affected my life, why he affected my life, why he decided to befriend me are questions I ask myself, I ask myself every day. Um, you were a hard-edged reporter, uh, it is reported, and suddenly you're, you meet this uh, man who exudes kindness. Did it have an effect on your uh, worldview as the, in a sense of faith and religion and God? Um, well, I mean, at the, at the time, I mean, you know, I mean, I, I still consider myself, you know, a hard-edged reporter. I still consider myself that I will tell the truth, you know, when necessary and, and as as necessary. Um, but, you know, but Fred just, I mean, he just kind of broadened my, my palate. He, he made me, I was, you know, I was doing a lot of really, really dark stories and a lot of really, you know, going to a lot of really dark places in those stories. And I think that a lot of that seeped into me at the time. And, you know, and Fred, you know, he, he broadened my palate. He, he let me know that, that goodness was, you know, as much a, um, an interesting thing to write about, a mysterious thing to write about, um, and as much of a challenge to a writer as you know, as the you know the the great problems of of evil and and human beings do, doing harm to each other. It wasn't like he you know like all of a sudden afterwards that it was all sunshine, but he made me realize that sunshine was was very much worth writing about and letting in. Tom uh, underreported until perhaps now, uh, is uh, Mr. Rogers himself and his own faith system. We knew he was a man of faith. We knew he had a lot of love in him, etc. I worked with him for 20 years, but never really knew anything specific about his faith. And as a matter of fact, not until recently did I know he was even a, uh, uh, an ordained minister. Uh, can you give us some backfill on the, on on that part of his life? Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, you know, Fred Fred's great genius as a as a as a, a TV you know um, personality host force um, was that he 
kind of uh, created a, a secular language to express sacred concepts, like you are special. I mean, what what what's he what he is really saying in that is you know you are you know you are beloved by God, but he never he never said that. And he had, I mean, I knew him for you know four fairly intensive years, um, and you know I mean I don't think that he ever um, mentioned the word Jesus to me. He did not. He did not proselytize, but at the same time, he he drew you towards things in his own in his own way. And you know, when I when I first met him, and the first story that I wrote about him, you know, it it ends with a moment of prayer. I mean, I I pray with Fred, and you know, when I look back on it, I I always believe that he was he was drawing me towards that moment from the very start. His wife, Joanne, starts the movie uh, 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 with Tom Hanks and a movie about really about you and Mr. Rogers. Um, uh, must have been a really critical part of his life and his faith system. Uh, will you comment on that, please? Well, you know, I mean, I, I mean, Joanne, I've stayed friends with, um, you know, beyond beyond Fred's Fred's death in 2003. Um, you know, I saw her. I saw her recently, and you know, so not long ago, I, I wrote, you know, like two weeks ago, I, I published a story in the Atlantic about my friendship with Fred and sort of bringing that whole thing up to date through the, you know, through the the, the release of the movie, and you know, the last thing that Fred said to me before he died, I had told him a story uh, about you know something worthwhile that had happened to me, and he said. You know how like you, Tom, to tell me that story on on it was I called him on Christmas Day, two thousand two. He's like, how like you, and then so two weeks ago when the story in the Atlantic came out, Joanne said, she called me up and said, how like you. I mean, so she she spoke like Fred. I mean, she spoke Fred. She was fluent in 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 the language of of Fred Rogers, which was a very special language. And she's a she's a remarkable marvelous person with like Fred just I mean incredibly deceptive but unmistakable um, inner strength this movie uh, beautiful day in the neighborhood starring uh, Tom Hanks your part is played by the actor Matthew Reese how accurate was it to what really happened and uh, how do you feel about Matthew's uh, uh, interpretation of you well, so there's so that's like a uh, there's like two answers to that question, and the fact is is that you know the movie, in terms of plot, there's a lot of variations in the plot between the movie and my life. You know, I I never I never punched my dad in the mouth. Um, you know, my mom didn't didn't die when I was young. She she outlasted my dad. So there's some there's some basic differences, but you know, I always sort of counted on those basic differences to sort of insulate me from the from the emotional impact of the movie. But the the first time I saw the movie and I and I realized that Matthew was indeed and in fact playing me in the movie that hit me that that really really hits hard, and uh, was you know it, it opened me up to you know the to me the overwhelming emotional message of the movie. It, I really felt like I, it was it was happening to me. Um, what was the genesis of the movie? It's almost impossible for me to picture something this dramatic happening out of the, in a sense, almost out of the blue. You wrote an article, a powerful article, but it was 20 years ago plus. Yeah. And then uh, suddenly a major movie comes out about, in effect, about that article and about you. How did all this happen? Well, I mean, you know, so Micah Fitzerman Blue and Noah Harpster, you know, were 
were young parents of young children and discovered Fred Rogers. So they got they got interested in it, and they and they got interested in him, and they just realized that they that they needed a, a vehicle, and then they found the the story that I had that I had written about him. But you know, I mean, I, I mean, I don't I don't even know the answer, the real answer to your question because it seems like such a stroke of of luck and good fortune. It's it's almost as if you know I reached into a old jacket you know, uh, that I had 20 years ago and found that I had, you know, like the winning lottery ticket. But the thing is that I've gotten paid off in is in, you know, this vast reserve of love and kindness at a, at a time when love and kindness are, you know, in, in very, very short supply. So, you know, I mean, the opportunity that I've been given, the, um, the responsibility that I've been giving in talking about Fred and sort of spreading the word about Fred has been, you know, one of the surprising and, you know, most rewarding things about my life. Oh, I could understand that one. Um, kindness works. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it, wor- it works, and, and yet, you know, I, I think that people um, miss the point about it, and I think that the movie um, uh, reestablishes that point, which is that, which is that kindness is, is not just, it's not just niceness, it's not just passivity, it's not just going along. I mean, I think that Fred was, was really uh, powerful in his kindness, and I think that I, and I think that kindness is ultimately a very, very empowering thing. And I think that people miss that, and I hope that the movie reminds them of it. Uh, it's been said uh, that this movie is a, uh, a Mr. Rogers program for adults. Do you think that's a pretty accurate yeah. description? Yeah, and that's how it was pitched to me from the very beginning. When the when the two screenwriters called me um, at the very start, they said that this was this move this movie was going to have the structure of a, of a Mr. Rogers episode and that he was going to be talking to the audience. And the thing that, you know, that, that thing that makes that such a great idea is that Mr. Rogers is telling the story. He is telling the story of, you know, the journalist Lloyd Vogel, the Lloyd, the journalist Lloyd Vogel, you know, ultimately tells the story of Fred, but through that Fred is telling the story of Lloyd Vogel and, and, and it, it allows you to sort of, live it. It sort of allows the audience to live the experience because he is working on the audience at the same time as he is working on Lloyd. And, you know, it's, it's one of the things that makes the movie so powerful. Is this kind of the end, in a sense, for the Mr. Rogers enterprise? Uh, or is this the beginning of a new form of Mr. Rogers or some enterprise that, that uh, Joanne and the team in Pittsburgh will somehow keep going, do you know? Um, I mean, I, you know, I mean, I think it's a great question. And, you know, the, you know, the fact is, is that, you know, Fred died, Fred died 16 years ago. And in, in so many ways, you know, his, you know, the world has gone uh, a different way than the way that he, that he might have hoped or would have hoped. And, you know, I look at this as, as I don't know if the, about the beginning of a, of a, um, a new Mr. Rogers enterprise in terms of a business model, but I think in terms of just a, I don't know, like a kindness model, maybe it'll do something. Maybe it'll, it'll cause people to, you know, just say, just ask themselves, I mean, do we, do we want to, you know, do we want to give this up? Do we want to give this sort of example up? Do we want to give this legacy up? Do we want this man, you know, in the red cardigan sweater to be, you know, waving at us in the, in the rear view mirror or do we want to, you know, turn around and put him back in the car? You know, it's it's a, uh, you know, it's the, the movie. I I find and I believe is is very challenging that way. It really it really it challenges the main character, but it also it also challenges the audience to like, 
you know, what do you want to do? What, what kind of person do you want to be? What kind of society do you want to live in? Was the movie accurate in the way the uh, original assignment took place? You were given a much smaller assignment and then all of a sudden decided on your own to write this huge article that wound up being a uh, cover story? Well, so, you know, any, when, when, so we had a family and Fred, friends screening last night here in Atlanta and I think that one of the biggest laughs came in, you know, when they, when they, the assignment comes in at 400 words. I mean, I'm pretty, I'm pretty long-winded, I'm pretty long-winded, and everybody knows that, you know, that, that I, I don't think I've ever done a 400-word story. I've, you know, I've, I've written 400-word photo captions, but, but I, in, it, what, what really happened is that it was uh, more like a 4,000-word story that became a 10,000-word story. Um, and it was, it was definitely, you know, an assignment. It was definitely not a story that I thought of or would have thought of of the time. And when you were given that assignment and you were going to interview him and didn't know much about him, really, I assume, was that accurate in that, uh, you know, you were very questioning of the whole thing and kind of surprised yeah. at what happened? Yeah, I was, I was you know, I mean, the, the, the assignment came for an issue on American heroes. I was not at all convinced that a... That a um, a children's TV show host um, was an American hero. I did not. I did not quite see that, and was you know was was given an education over the next several months by Fred himself. Uh, what's next for you, Tom? Uh, I mean, this has been uh, interviewing in the first place twenty some years ago was a life changer, obviously, and we talked about mm -hmm. that. But yeah. now this is even more another part of a life changer. What, what's happening in your life? What do you think is going to happen? Well, you know, I am I am writing a uh, I'm writing a book about my father, and that's that's you know that's in terms of in terms of you know what my what my daily work needs to be. It's it's that. But I mean, I, I ask myself all the time, you know, what do I do now? I mean, uh, I, there was you know not long ago I was at a you know, uh, a dinner and, uh, you know, a woman came up whom I, I did not know. And she, she basically asked me like, what are you going to do now? And I was like, what do you mean? What am I going to do now? And she said, Fred, you know, gave you this moment. This is your moment. What are you going to do with it? And, you know, I, I asked myself that, you know, every day. Uh, it was interesting, uh, before Fred died, not long before he died, there was a big party in New York that we threw for some of our uh, donors of public television. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. a young woman who had worked at our staff, a woman, uh, you know, professional woman in her probably 30s, probably. And, um, and she escorted him around, did all the professional things. And uh, the next day, or, or maybe a week later, uh, a note came to me from Fred Rogers saying, Bill, you should look at this. There's something you should know about one of your employees. And it was a personal letter to him from her saying how much he changed her life. And it was amazingly touching. It was almost like uh, a story written by Tom Juneau. You know, it was that powerfully yeah. perfect. Um, so he, re you know, you're obviously not the only one. <laughs> I'm definitely not the only one. I mean, one of the, you know, to me, one of the most powerful scenes in the movie is when he is on his knees, you know, praying for people by name. And, you know, I was, I was lucky enough to be one of those people, but, you know, it was a long list and, and I was certainly, you know, not the only one on it. And, you know, I mean, it, it was, it was Fred's nature to engage with people, to, um, 
to minister to people. It's what it's what he called it, and it's what he did. And he ministered to me. I just, uh, you know, I happen to be lucky enough. Well, we've been lucky to talk to you. Tom, thank you very much for your time and, uh, and continued success, and we look forward to your new writings. Okay, well, thank, thank you so much. I, I enjoyed this conversation. Our guest this week was journalist Tom Juno talking about his friendship with the late Mr. Fred Rogers. The conversation continues on our Facebook page, and we tweet at Beliefs Podcast. If you like our program, come review us on iTunes. Beliefs is brought to you with the support of the Bernard L. Schwartz Center for Media, Public Policy, and Education at the Graduate School of Education at Fordham University. Jay Woodward is our producer. Theme music by Edward Billis. I'm Bill Baker, and thank you for listening.